Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Stuart Weir and Solomon Ashams. And today we're going to look at some of the big transfers involving African players ahead of the start of the European season. Serge Aurier of Ivory Coast goes to Paris Saint-Germain. Brown Idea of Nigeria to West Bromwich Albion. And Algeria goalkeeper Rassam Bali moves to the USA. Plus we talk about the great innovation of the World Cup, vanishing spray, and ask if we need it in African leagues. It's not actually mentioned in the laws of the game, so it's at the discretion of individual governing bodies whether it's used or not. That's coming up, but first a quick word about the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers. The preliminaries are now done and the group qualifiers start next month. And the biggest shock in the preliminaries was the exit of Kenya, losing 1-0 at home to Lesotho last weekend to go out 1-0 on aggregate. So Solomon, what does this tell us about the small teams nowadays? Well, Steve, I think it shows that the small teams are really ready to fight the big teams and get them to qualify for the Africa Cup of Nations. Lesotho, when you compare Lesotho to Kenya, Kenya is much bigger than Lesotho in football, in the quality of players that they have. Lesotho don't have any player currently playing in Europe. Most of their players are playing in, in Lesotho and also playing in the South African Premier League. But Kenya, on the other hand, they have reputable uh, players in the Italian series a uh, in the English Premier League like Victor Wanyama and uh, it's, it's really an upset and uh, we hope to see sm- some of the smaller teams not just going into the group phase but causing a bit of an upset because that is really good uh, for football. It just shows a lot of commitment from the smaller teams. Well, shame there for Kenya and Zimbabwe, the other big team to fail to make it through to the group stage of Nations Cup qualifying. Right, the European football season is getting underway. The English Premier League kicks off next weekend and the French League One starts this weekend. So we're going to assess some of the top transfers involving African players over the last weeks. Now, Ivory Coast right-back Serge Aurier has joined Paris Saint-Germain in France on a season's loan from another French club, Toulouse, with an option for Paris Saint-Germain to buy. Only 21 years old, really impressed at the World Cup, Solomon. Yes, he really impressed at the World Cup. Even before the World Cup and during the World Cup, there was a lot of talks about Arsenal buying him off. He's such a young player, a very energetic. He's a great addition, and I think going to PSG, that would really improve him as a young player. I wish he moved to the English Premier League, though, but a great African player there, an African player for the future. Stuart, what do you think about this for Serge Aurier? Didn't you get game time at Paris Saint-Germain? Uh, I'm, I'm sure that it will work out for him. Uh, you know, he may have to wait a little bit at the beginning of the season, but I'm sure he will prove himself worthy of Paris Saint-Germain and it'll be a good move for him. If you are an ambitious player, you cannot turn down the chance to play at, I call them the top team in France, and certainly ambitions and money to become one of the top teams in Europe. Now, a few months ago, towards the end of the English Premier League season, we talked about Demba Barr at Chelsea. Didn't get much game time, but made a big impact in some of the uh, final games for Chelsea. Uh, It was very unsettled there. There was speculation over his future. And he has moved from Chelsea to Besiktas in Turkey. He says he's had a lot of positive feedback about the Turkish club. 
I think it was inevitable that Diembaba would leave Chelsea because Mourinho last year had been very critical of his strikers. While Diembaba did score against Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League and for Chelsea at Liverpool in the game that really ended Liverpool's league championship hopes, one might say, you know, he simply was not getting the game time. Only five starts in the Premier League last year and he had a choice. Either he stays there, doesn't play much and takes the money or he tries to go somewhere else where he will get game time. You know, he was a great success at Newcastle, playing 54 games, scoring 29 goals. But, you know, in, in his two seasons at Chelsea, you know, he, he simply didn't get to start anything like, or probably not even a third of the games. You know, he's 29, not that many years left. And Turkey just seems to be a place where there's money available at the moment. Besiktas finished third behind Fenerbahce and Galatasaray uh, last season. They're obviously ambitious. So it's probably a good move for him because realistically he wasn't going to go to Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid, and uh, if he stayed at Chelsea, he wasn't going to play. So I can understand very much this move. I'm sure he'll do a good job for the club and perhaps playing regularly will just bring him to more into the limelight. So Demba Bar goes to Turkey. Now Nigeria's Brown Idee has moved to English Premier League club West Bromwich Albion for an undisclosed fee, but believed to be a club record of around about $17 million. Idee moves from Dynamo Kiev in Russia, and West Brom say that he's a quality striker. Do you think it'll work out in England for Idee, Solomon? I think it's going to be a bit difficult for him, to be honest with you, Steve. He has played 24 times for Nigeria, scoring only uh, five goals. And if you look at also his statistics with Dynamo Kiev, he's not really a prolific striker. Uh, for me, he's not like your top nine striker. He's more like an eight. He's a player who can create really, go- really great goals. He's a very great player. You know, you cannot take that away from him. Uh, if they're looking for a player who would come and score lots and lots of goals uh, for them as a team to be able to you know, stay and do well in the English Premier League. I don't think he is the right person. And remember, he missed going to the 2014 World Cup in Brazil because he was not named as part of the team. But great move for him. I think it's a great opportunity for every African player to go to the English Premier League and showcase their skills. So Brown Idee going to West Brom in England. Now Algeria goalkeeper Rice Mbali also has been on the move and he has joined Major League Soccer side Philadelphia Union in the USA uh, from CSKA Sofia in Bulgaria. Now remember Rice Mbali from the World Cup. He had a fantastic game against Germany in the second round. He was man of the match there, although Algeria went out in extra time 2-1. He made some terrific saves there. Now Rice Mbali is 28 and he's been in many, many different countries. Much of his career in Bulgaria, but he's played too in Russia, Scotland, Greece, Japan and France. Even had trials with Man United in 2010. So he's going to the USA now, uh, Stuart. What do you think about that? I'm sure, again, financially, it, it's a good move for him. You know, it's a strange career he's had because he, he's been to so many clubs, not really made it. I mean, for example, he was uh, at Marseille, didn't actually get on the first team, was at Hearts in Scotland, similarly, uh, didn't actually play. Um, you know, he's, he's played quite a bit in Bulgaria for, for Slavia and CSKA. But, but even so, he's probably only played 100 to 150 games in total. So most of us, to be honest, didn't know a lot about him before the World Cup, when then he showed certainly uh, himself to be a competent goalkeeper. Um, you know, at this stage of his career, 
uh, a new challenge, going to America where they're yet again trying to get Major League Soccer raised to a higher level where it can compete with the baseball, basketball, American football. You know, it's a good time to be going. David Beckham is investing money in the New York team and so on. Chance to be part of something special. I completely understand um, the attraction of moving from Bulgaria to the US. Interesting one that. Uh, so Rice and Bali, the Algeria goalkeeper, going to the USA. Well, let's now look at a huge transfer involving a non-African player. That's Uruguay striker Luis Suarez, who's moved from Liverpool to Barcelona for a massive fee after the controversy at the World Cup where he received a four-month ban for biting an opponent. The big question is, should Liverpool have kept him after his outstanding performances last season? So we got the views of legendary BBC commentator John Motson. Yeah, I think Liverpool have made the right decision. I think once this happened again and Suarez got the draconian punishment, um, I think Liverpool looked at it and thought, well, look, there's £75 million here and we get rid of a heap of trouble as well as a great player um, and get the chance to you know, buy other players, uh, which they've done, of course. There are two arguments here. One is that Liverpool are almost selling their best player and with him the chance of winning the league, which is a view some people hold. Uh, my own view is that it rather like last season, he wouldn't have played at the start anyway. And I think they're better off going down a different road. They've got some very good young players and I don't think Suarez is going to change. That's the problem. So I think Liverpool, if I was in their position, I'd, I'd have done exactly the same thing. That's John Motson there. This is Planet Sport Football Africa. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, with Solomon Ashoms and Stuart Weir. And to our Facebook page now, last week we asked, should Africa get serious about futsal? The version of five-a-side football that's not very popular in Africa... But when we were at the World Cup, we discovered that it's huge in Brazil and that futsal is widely acknowledged to have contributed to the development of football in Brazil. Well, Adam Abaji in The Gambia says, yes, of course, let's try it, and it might help us in the future. Our Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word, Planet Sport Football Africa. And this week we're asking if you'd like to see vanishing spray used in your country's top flight league. We saw vanishing spray at the World Cup where the referee would spray this white foam that looks rather like shaving foam when free kicks were being taken in attacking positions. And Stuart found out more about vanishing spray. Well, it is in fact uh, non-toxic based uh, on foam and water. And uh, the great thing about it is that it disappears in 60 seconds. And the reason they're doing this is, of course, if you've watched football, uh, you know the referee paces out 10 yards for a free kick, and while his back is turned, uh, the defenders creep forward. Now, by having a line on the grass, uh, it's very obvious to the referee where the player should be standing, and it should stop delays, and also gives attacking teams more of a chance because the defenders really will be 10 yards back. It's at the World Cup for the first time, but has this vanishing spray been used elsewhere already, Stuart? Yes, uh, Brazil and Argentina have been using it in domestic football for several years, and then FIFA trialled it at the Under-20 World Cup and the World Club Cup. It's not actually mentioned in the laws of the game, so it's at the discretion of individual governing bodies whether it's used or not. But I understand that UEFA will introduce it in the European Champions League and Europa League from next season. And, of course, other countries uh, can if they wish. Is it expensive? Well, Steve, 
believe I'm told you can order it on the internet for a few dollars. <laughs> so you say it's going to be used in the UEFA Champions League uh, the coming season. Could it be seen even in my league in Zimbabwe? It's entirely at the discretion of the organisers of the competitions whether they want to use it. Of course, it is early days and we'll see how successful it is. But uh, 2010 World Cup final referee Howard Webb says... Uh, that he's in favour of it. He said, it will assist us getting the players back at a free kick and in turn that gives the attacking team a better opportunity of creating something from the set piece. So Stuart, we're explaining about vanishing spray. So as he says there, it's not expensive at all. In fact, it's very, very cheap. It's easy to use and it does have benefits. Do you think there's scope for countries in Africa to introduce it in their top flight league, Solomon? Yes, I think it's very, very important. One of the most important benefits is, you know, anytime the referee uses the vanishing spray, the distance is always respected. So definitely you see less yellow cards because we've seen a lot of situations where you, you tell the players to stand, build a wall at this distance and they move forward, you know, they disobey you and then you issue a yellow card. And also, it reduces uh, the time of wasting situation. Sometimes you waste time, you put on a wall and you tell them to stand right here and they move forward and you have to hold on, you have to tell them to move backwards. So it, it helps in really minimizing any, time, any sort of uh, time-wasting situation. And also there's the element of fair play, not even just with the wall, but also where the ball, if you have a free kick outside the 18-yard box, where the ball is should be placed. Once the referee uses the banishing spray to mark the area where the ball should be, there's no way uh, the player is going to take the ball over it. You know, and a lot of situations we've seen players taking the ball away from where it should be because they want to move the ball closer to the opposition's goal. And and but once you mark it. Before you move out of it, before the referee moves out and try to get the 10 yards from the ball, it stays right there. So credit must go to, to the Brazilian that created and invented that. You know, uh, it's been a great invention. And we hope to see it, you know, across the continent of Africa in, in different leagues. I think in Africa we need to use that because a lot of our players, sometimes we, we don't respect the referee enough. You know, we, we tend to threaten the referee. Uh, but the vanishing spray gives the referee some sort of uh, added authority an influence, you know, and where you don't have to argue with you with the players. This is where I want you to stand and this is it. You don't argue with me anymore. Uh, so we, we hope to see that. Um, you know, I hope to maybe hope to see some of the leagues in Africa implementing that and hopefully uh, Confederation of Africa Football also. Yes, uh, since I got back to Zimbabwe from the World Cup, I've seen some situations here where play has been delayed with the referee having to position the ball and the wall for free kicks. So I'd love to see vanishing spray used in the league here. The English Premier League has decided to use vanishing spray this season. So tell us what you think on our Facebook page. Would you like to see vanishing spray used in your country? It's not expensive, so would you like to see it used in your league? Our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. And that's all one word, Planet Sport Football Africa. That's it for the show for this week. So from me, Steve Vickers and Solomon Ashams and Stuart Weir, thanks for listening. You can find us online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.